0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. the Detroit Lions. Touchdown The Oh, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode three of the Pride Podcast. I want to thank you guys all for all the support from episode two. I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. Do You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions Fan Page.
3: What's going on, guys? I'm Malcolm. I am with the Detroit Lions Video Page.
1: All right, guys. So we got something positive to talk about this week about time. The Detroit Lions... Get a nice win versus the Carolina Panthers to keep the playoff hopes very slim, but keeping it alive. Uh, usually we start with Pierre, but today we're going to start with Malcolm with the show. You want to go ahead and start the show off? What's your thoughts
3: yeah, on the I'll, game? Yeah, I'll start it off, man. Um, that was a great game, man. They played really good. Um, I, what I like the most about that game is the run defense in that game. I mean, Coming to the game, Carolina, I believe they're ranked number three offensively in the, rush, in the rush offense, and we held them to 56 total yards, which is I think that was phenomenal with the, with the team defense. Um, you know, carry-on was going. We had to run the running game going. Um, Stafford with you know, Kenny Galladay played great. We, we had a great game, man. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Um, I wanted to open that. I said in our last episode, episode two, I said, since the Lions have acquired Snacks Harrison, besides maybe exclude the Seattle game his first game in Detroit I mean uh you look at you know the other teams opposing running backs they haven't done much versus us and we've played some you know talented backs I mean take away that big run from Delvin Cook that 70 yard run uh for when we played Minnesota three weeks ago um I mean they did a pretty good job containing Kim and Latavius Murray versus the Bears they did a good job containing Tariq Cohen and uh Jordan Howard and then this week you know was a real test for them to see how they can contain a, one of the better running backs in the, in the NFL with Christian McCaffrey. So uh, I give a lot of props to the, you know, the run defense. They're getting a lot better. Uh, Pierre, you want to go ahead and say your opinion about the game?
2: Yeah, shout out to Darius Slay making that tackle. Jared Davis also ran pretty fast. <clears throat> Darius Slay tracked that dude down, and then shout out to the left upright.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 that yeah, was. That man. And uh, also, shout out to Mike Ford. Dude played well. You know, he missed that one tackle, but he played well for undrafted uh, rookie fridge. I like the way he played. I actually really like the way he played. I think he's going to start the rest of the season opposite of Slay. And I also think they like Lawson in the nickel. What do you guys think about Ford?
1: Um, I like Mike Ford. I mean, first first game, I'll give him a lot of props. I mean, there, I mean Carolina has some talented receivers, kind of like Devin Funches, uh, DJ Moore, very speedy back or speedy receiver. Um, and you also Curtis have Curtis Samuel. Samuel. I mean, they have talented receivers. I mean, that's his first game in the NFL. A lot of pressure on him as an undrafted guy, not drafted either, um, and just being promoted from the practice squad, I believe, on Saturday or somewhere around that time, somewhere around that weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, he played. He stepped up. I mean, it wasn't a great game, but I mean, I think he can only get better from where uh, I guess where he was. He he looked better than Tees Taylor. I'll give him that, and I'll say he looked better than Nevin Lawson when he's on the outside. So better
2: than Shedd as well.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: I think Lawson is more comfortable inside as well. He he played all right. Lawson, like, he didn't really get burned on any play. And what they have to work on, to be honest, Mike Ford, he has to work on his tackling. Oh, yeah, for sure. Other than that, I think he'll
1: be fine. I mean, Uh, because that one play could have excluded uh, DJ Moore's 80-yard run if he could, you know, just get a clean tackle. I mean, he would have given the first down up, but, I mean, it would have excluded the 80-yard run if... All right, so, Malcolm, what's your thoughts on uh, Mike Ford and how he did on uh, Sunday versus the Panthers?
3: Well, Mike Ford, I mean, to be honest, for his first game, uh, limited experience, he actually did really good. Um, To be honest, when I watched the game, he missed. Those two tackles that he missed, there there was a slant route to DJ Moore. I believe it was like a second and eight that went about 40 yards that DJ Moore almost scored on, and then that big, I believe it was 68-yard run um, that he missed that tackle on. But besides those two plays, I mean, he really held his own um, with the experience he had um, starting. So, I I like what I saw from him.
2: Yeah, I also want to give a big shout-out to the special teams, man, Sam Martin, Matt Prater, Charles Charles Washington, Washington and Andy Jones. Those guys are Waller's on special. I think we got our Gunners, Jones and uh, Charles
1: Washington. What do you guys Charles think? Charles Washington, oh, man, uh, yeah, agree, definitely. Man. Charles Washington has looked sharp this year, man. He's looking really well. Um, yeah, special team looks good. Sam Martin had a hell of a game pinning them, I believe, like two or three times inside the five-yard line. Uh, hell of a game by Sam Martin. Uh, we got our kicker that makes field goals and extra points, and Matt Prater, and we don't have these <laughs> Graham Ganoes, Mason Crosby's, or uh, Cody Parkey's, whatever you, know, whatever you want to call them. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Special teams, I mean, since they fired uh, Joe, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. But, uh, you know, since Fitz, whatever the hell his last name is, got promoted <laughs> on the special teams coaches. I mean, I want to also give another shout out. A, a very disciplined game by the Lions. Not too many flags. Um, they were really disciplined this game. Lead the whole first half, they didn't even have a flag against them. Special teams not having, you know, stupid penalties like they did earlier in the year, which is good. You know, it shows improvement. So, uh, I get yeah, big shout-out to the Lions special team for sure. I actually have a
3: question, man. What, what is going on with the kickers, though? Like, is it, is it like our special team that's making them miss, or is it, like a, is it like a curse everybody's saying? What is going on with all these kickers missing these field goals?
1: I know you were saying you think something the Lions special teams does. I think Martha Ford just cursed them or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That,
3: that, that, is, that is crazy. I've never seen nothing like this before, man. It's yeah, crazy. I saw
2: something uh, online. Since Mason Crosby missed those field goals, uh, opposing kickers have missed 80% of their field goal attempts at Ford Field.
1: The crazy wow. thing is they'll have a bounce-back week right after the playoffs, too. Like, Cody Parkey balled out yesterday, and uh, yeah. Mason Crosby balled out after that uh, awful performance versus Detroit, and I think it was versus San Francisco. And then uh, I, I, I assume Graham Gano will bounce back, too, as well. But uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts. Uh, what what was Carolina thinking on that two point conversion? Do You think it was a smart play, not smart play? Like, what do you guys, What's your guys' opinion? I want to hear. Uh, this, you want to start off here?
2: Well, Gano missed two field goals, right? And Ron Rivera's like, I got momentum going on right now because they had momentum going into that drive, right? They scored a touchdown. They were like, they they were kind of destroying us. And if I'm Ron Rivera, I'd probably go for a two, to be honest. You know, you got Stafford on the other side. Cam Nguyen got injured a little. They weren't 100% sure. You know what I mean? And you could just I, tell like the Panthers' defense was kind of like a little off. They, they didn't really know how to play us. They couldn't stop Kenny Galladay. So maybe they went for a two. You got Stafford with three timeouts. I think we have marched and scored. So what do you guys think?
1: I agree and I disagree at the same time. Uh, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Lions, but I think, like, a, I guess a playoff team, or a should be playoff team, like the Carolina Panthers, I think you kind of, you know, for a lower opponent, kind of like the Lions, when you're, you know, I'm not trying to put down the Lions, but I'm saying, when you're the Carolina Panthers against the Lions, I think you take your chances, take the extra point, and, you know, force this game to overtime, try to force the game to overtime, and, you know, try to win the game like that. Uh, it was a risky call. I mean, I give props to Ron Rivera trying to, you know, win the game like that but uh, it obviously didn't work out. I'm not complaining about it. I mean, I think it was 50-50. I don't know. I don't think it was an awful call, but I think in that situation where you're supposed to be a playoff team and you're supposed to be the better team in the matchup, I think you just kick the extra point and, you know, tie the game and hopefully force our team. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I see see both sides of it too. Um, I mean, like the game that we had with them last year, I, I brought this up. We played them last year. And um, we actually made a comeback in the fourth quarter, and we were actually down by three. And they did the same thing, but just on a fourth fourth down play to kind of ice the game. They could have punted, it, gave it back to Stafford to see if he'll march down the field, but they went for it on fourth down. They got the first down, and they were able to take the knees um, to run out the game. So I think they're kind of going for the same game plan um, on trying to just try to finish this game off and not – You know, try to go to overtime because, you know, I honestly think if they would kick the field goal with that much time left on the clock and the timeouts, I think Stafford would have definitely, you know, got us at least in field goal range to kick the field goal. So it was a gamble that they they lost on.
1: So I wonder if that Carolina um, team in general just respects Stafford enough where, you know, they think he can get that field goal to win the game and get him in field goal position. Or is that they just think the Lions' defense is weak? And I think it goes hand-in-hand hand where they, it's a mix of both, honestly. I don't know.
2: But I also think um, if you look at Carolina, though, they were starting to respect our our running game, right, before Carolina got hurt. They were bringing extra guys in the box, which was leaving guys like Bruce Ellington and Kenny they went on one. So, I mean, shout-out to the O-line in the run game, too. Malcolm always talks yes. about the game every yes. game. Even yes. though only one quarterback hit, one sack, Julius Peppers, that's
1: it. Yeah, I mean, it's Julius Peppers, too, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Julius Peppers, like a dog. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, offensive line balled out this week. And without TJ Lang, um, I give credit to Rick Wagner, you know, stepping up after two really tough games. Uh, Taylor Decker played a well game. Everyone on the offensive line, I give him a lot of credit. Kenya Wiggins stepped up in TJ Lang's job. Um, offense played pretty well for the most part. I mean, Stafford. If you guys noticed, I, yeah, I know you guys noticed he had the new call on his, you know, arm. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. They called some new plays. Oh. You know, uh, had Bruce Ellington in the offense, got him involved. It was nice, you know, got everyone involved. Kenny Galladay finally getting involved. They show, I, I was telling you guys these last few episodes, you got to get this guy involved. He's a yeah. difference maker when he's involved in the game plan. Use him as a deep threat. You know, just get him in the game plan. Um, and I'm gonna give credit to Jim Bob Cooter. We've been giving him a lot of heat these last few weeks. I'm gonna give him credit. He he, he called a good game plan. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be here as the coordinator next year. I'm not saying that one bit. But I'm going to give credit to Jim Bob Cooter. He hey, called a good game.
2: Even in past Colonia, I mean, like, Patricia, whoever calls the defense, I don't know exactly how it works. But the defense, they start a single high. We've been talking about that. Go to zone. Go to zone. Me and Malcolm, we always talked about yeah. it. Out of this video, we always texted about it. Go to zone. Then Rivera said, "So they started Cover One. Then after that, it didn't work out. They switched to more zone." And Rivera, they asked Rivera today in this press conference, they were like, "Why do you guys have trouble?" They're like, "Well, Detroit threw looks that we've never seen before." So, yeah. I mean, they finally, like after three games, they did. It. I don't know why it took so long, but they finally did it.
1: They finally, with- <laughs> finally,
3: finally, man, damn, damn. yeah, it, it took a while, but they they finally made adjustments in the game. It's to be honest, most of the big plays on, on um, the Panthers did were on cover one. That play yeah. with uh, Mike Ford that was cover one both times. The so first, I, I mean, that,
1: that was the first. Yeah, the first drive was all cover one.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then that interception when we got a turnover. We haven't got a turnover in who knows how long. Um, Shout out to Tracy
1: Walker. Walker Tracy
3: to- Walker. <laughs> <laughs> he got like, that on the zone.
2: Needs more playing time. Walker needs more
3: yep. playing time. Definitely needs more playing time, man. Yeah, I was, I was impressed how they adjust.
1: Yeah, like I've been saying, they've been, ma- they've been <laughs> making the wrong adjustments every week. It was finally nice to see a right adjustment. But um, I guess, you know, the one bad outcome to look from the game is, um, I mean, it, it turn- the news turned out to be a little better today, but Kieran Johnson yeah. is hurt and will miss the game on Thursday versus the Chicago Bears and – uh. Potentially versus the game versus the Rams. It, it, you know, it's gonna, it sucks losing carry-on. Um, he played a really well game yesterday, uh, last, you know, yesterday versus the Panthers. He was
2: get 100. 100 yeah. yards. It was like a 87 was to, carries or something like that. I forgot. He
3: was going to. Yeah, he got 80, oh, 15 carries, 87 yards. Was he that? was going to get 100.
2: Yeah, he was going uh, oh, um, to some holes for him, too, against a pretty good front. I mean, they're not a bad front.
1: Yeah, they got um, the... They got the run game involved. Stafford looked a lot better with the run game, as Malcolm always mentioned. Um, you know, give Stafford the running game, and he, you know, he plays a lot better. And you know, it, it shows. It showed yesterday, and every time he's had it, you know, Stafford played really well yesterday. Uh,
2: yeah, you know, with the guys he had. I mean, you can't play better than that. I don't know. You have Galladay, and you have a bunch of like Bruce Ellington signed off the street. Right? You got these tight ends; they get injured. I mean, TJ yeah. Jones hasn't really done much so far, which is kind of, I'm shocked. I thought he'd do more. I don't know. I agree. Uh,
1: may- maybe not too much when they had uh, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, all of the three of them healthy. I, maybe I, I kind of, like, looked at the role he had, which made sense. But, you know, once we traded Golden Tate and once, uh, you know, Marvin Jones was out, I thought maybe this would be a chance for TJ Jones to, you know, shine a little bit. But he didn't really do much. Uh, it was essentially really just mainly Kenny Galladay and, um uh, Bruce Ellington and then carrying on Johnson, you know, oh, yeah. and Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick, too, had, Theo. A good, he had a good game. Theo had a good game. Yeah. I thought that one, he was so mad. He almost shook him out of his shoes. He slept. I swear yeah. to would have taken <laughs> like 20, 30 more yards. Yeah, yeah
3: for real.
1: Um, what's the next topic? <laughs> before oh. we do it, oh. before oh. we do, before oh. we do hey, the, hey, here's a little segment. A, tell new, a, segment. A, new, a new segment to the Pride podcast. We're doing a oopsie-doopsie of the week. Um, so basically to get on the oopsie-doopsies, just play a very shit game. And um, today's oopsie-doopsie of the week is going to go to running back, not Kerryon Johnson, not Zach Zenner, not Theo Riddick, but Mr. 29, LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, does someone have his stats for me? I don't know. <laughs> I go for it. Welcome.
3: blunt. Blunt. He got seven carries for a whopping
1: one yard. <laughs> so that is your week's oopsie-doopsie of the week. And now to Pierre to talk okay. about the pregame I of the Chicago Bears.
2: Pierre, he had a bad knee, but he's had a hell of a career. Let's give him that, all right? I'll give him nice. that. He's having bad. a bad year, but honestly, he's obviously father-time. catching up to him, but he's a heck of a running back. Has had a great career, two rings. Now let's go on to the, uh, the Bears. They played last night, right? Yes. So they lost Shaheen, Adam Shaheen, tight end, who's given us problems before. And Aaron Lynch, a solid pass rusher, two concussions, likely out. And, surprise, uh, Mitch Trubisky's shoulder injury. He did not practice. What do you guys think about that?
1: Uh, very interesting. If Mitchell Trubisky is not out there, I mean, yes, this Bears defense is very talented. But, I mean, take out a very talented tight end like Adam Shaheen and a quarterback like uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, the Lions could have a chance, man. I mean... You know, I mean, it could be a low-scoring game. <laughs> it could be a low-scoring game between both teams. So if Trubisky is out and Shaheen, um, we'll see what happens in the next upcoming days as well. Uh, you know, the practice will be huge to see what happens. Um, I don't know the exact injury with uh, with uh, Trubisky, but I guess we'll see.
3: It's a right. Yeah, I believe it's a, yeah, yeah. I believe it's a shoulder injury. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Shoulder. His throwing shoulder too, so we'll see what happens. And the that. good
1: news was that uh, Aeshon Robinson and Michael Roberts returned to practice uh, on Monday. So I guess the plan is to hopefully have him Thursday. Marvin Jones still sidelined with uh, the knee injury. So all on offense too. No Marvin. No carry on. I
2: mean, we'll see with Marvin, but we already know carry ons out.
1: Yeah, they should have
2: Abdullah. Yeah, got got. I I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
1: You're not know Abdullah fan. You're not a big Abdullah fan.
3: He's saying Zetter. You know, I'm a big Abdullah fan, but we'll see what happens. I mean, we need somebody to step up because that's that's a really big shoes to fill right now. Is carry on Johnson shoes.
2: I mean, oh, ben, uh, he's like he's in the best shape he's ever been, right? Last game he played, or like the last game I think he played with Detroit, it was versus Dallas. I think ten carries for six four. I forgot exactly. But last good game he had was versus Dallas, ten carries for sixty-four yards. So all in the first half too. But his career average is three point six average per carry. So we'll see. Hey, we center. need somebody step up. We need somebody
1: <laughs> step up. <laughs> it's, yeah. gonna like to re- st- it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough regardless. Um, without, uh, without, um, or with that Bears defense. That Bears defense is great already, even with Carryon Johnson out there. So it's gonna be tough.
3: Yeah, but we could, I think what we'll carry on is, is at least we could, um kept them honest defensively. Um, you know, now we don't, I don't know who's going to step up, but just in case if we don't have a running game, you know, possibly we can have, you know, those that, that short pass game to be our running game. You know, maybe try getting our tight ends involved, you know, more screens, slants, you know, get the short pass going.
2: I think the running game will basically be like the quick passing game with the screens, like how you said the quick passing. You can't—I mean—it's going to be hard to run the ball on. Regardless, You've got Akeem Hicks, in the middle, Eddie Goldman, hard to run on those guys. And the all leg obviously, he's out for the year. So I mean, Hicks and Wiggins—that's going to be a good matchup. And then Wagner and Mac. So our right side's going to be attacked. They got to get rid of the ball
1: fast and give them extra help too. You think they put a tight end on the right side like a Levine Toyololo because he's a good blocking tight end and maybe to help out Rick Wagner?
2: I mean. Um, I don't know about like just to keep him as a blocker, but they might have a tight end or wide receiver give him like a little nudge or a little push and run the route. That's what they did to Gronk. I mean, to um, wait. Never mind. I'm thinking of a different game,
1: but yeah. I asked this question on the last podcast. I was, uh, I was saying, do you think the tight ends could get more involved in this week's offense versus the Bears? Um, it looked like that one. I heard uh, Barber, Rondé Barber, saying when we played uh, Carolina last Sunday. Was saying, uh, Luke Wilson just got hurt with you know was we are on the red zone and he was saying Stafford and Wilson were working on some red zone plays, but he, you know Wilson was obviously hurt. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe this Sunday or this Thursday, will they try to get the tight ends more involved, like Luke Wilson? And um, it looks like Michael Roberts could be back this Thursday, which is huge. And um, you know, Levine Toilolo as well. So that's a question.
2: I mean, it's possible, you know, but like with these guys, I mean, it's hard. To- Eddie Jackson, Adrian Amos, good cover guys. both safeties for them. They got linebackers who can cover. Uh, what do you call it? Danny Trevathian, the kid they took from Ro- Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. They, they got they got talent, man. They got playmakers on every level.
1: We were talking about it yesterday. I mean, this Bears defense has basically, like, zero holes and it, zero needs in the offseason. Um, I mean, they just got to keep their guys. They got a really good defense. I mean, they can improve this offense a little bit, and this Chicago Bears team is very scary, man. Did they get some receivers, you know, to compliment like an Allen Robinson? That's a scary Bears team, man.
2: I mean, I think they have that Anthony Miller and uh, Taylor Gabriel, and then Trey Burton could also catch the ball as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're,
3: they're solid all around.
2: Yeah, they just – I don't – I mean, this Bears team is scary. We're going to have to deal with them every year. I mean, I don't really see any, like, massive holes on this team. They could, like, upgrade certain positions, but, like, I mean, I I guess
1: the positive is, though, that they don't have, I don't think, very much cap to spend now, given Khalil Mack a lot of money and no first-round picks for the next two years. I mean, they got to kind of get lucky with some late-round picks, see how that works. But the Chicago Bears team looks good, man.
2: Yeah, number (sighs) one goal this week is stopping the run. They've done it two weeks, three weeks, or two, three weeks in a row. You know, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, those guys are still both dynamic, still good players. Um... And, Tyler, you know you said they got hit on those mid-round picks? Those guys were mid-round picks.
1: Yeah, they were. Um, what you think about Cohen and Howard? I like Cohen and Howard. I think they're a great one-two punch. Uh, but we did a really good job with them two weeks ago when we played them in Chicago. Hopefully we could have the continued success. You know, having Darius lay out there could be really huge for us as well because we didn't have him. We really missed him. And they were playing that cover one defense. I think maybe they play, you know, that they see that the zone defense succeeded more Versus Carolina, maybe they'll run it more versus Chicago this week. More than – because uh, two weeks ago when to play them. There was a lot of man cover one defense, and no dirty slay. It's going to be tough. So, I like our chances, honestly. I don't think it's an awful chance. I don't think this game is an automatic win for Chicago. Um, I think it's going to be a close competitive game. What do you think? Yeah I, I, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: I think it's going to be a close game, too. Um, you know, we're playing at home so that's going to be another thing that's going to be going for us on our side and then I like also like Jared Davis being that spy. You know, he really held Cam Newton in check. in, in that last that. game um and there was some plays that you know, he was a spy then he just saw an opening and he just rushed them and he got a, I think he got a, he got a sack um by doing that. So yeah. I definitely I definitely like our chances um he got like I said somebody got to step up for the running game cuz we need some type of running game. I don't I don't think we're going to win
1: without a running game at all. I mean, Stafford has proven in the years past they does not need a run game to win some games. But this is a huge game. I'm not well, saying that. Uh, yeah, because
2: no Marvin, no Tate, obviously. It's going to be hard with Stafford. You need, you need some help. I don't know who someone has to step up. I mean, shoot. It could be Ellington. It could be Riddick. It could be Zenner. I don't know. We'll see. Galladay, obviously, is the guy. But, like, they need someone else to help those two guys out.
1: I'd probably I, maybe expect Dio Rick to run the ball a little more this Sunday, kind of like last year. I wouldn't expect very many carries, but – you know, a little more. They did a little. I think like two carries versus Carolina, maybe one. They kind of got try to get him involved in the run game a little bit. But I think maybe this Thursday they'll try to get him more involved in running. Not saying many carries, but maybe around that five seven carry range. Yeah, we'll see though.
3: Everybody got to. Everybody got to um, do something to step up.
1: I mean, we still. I mean, even though I just gave the oopsie doopsie, but we still have to try to get involved. with Blunt, I mean, he's had some all right games this year. I mean. Last few weeks have been really tough for him, but like Miami, he had a pretty solid game. Um, Patriots had a good game. Yeah, Patriots had a solid game. I mean, I think that's probably the only really two I could really name. Maybe the Green Bay game was all right, but I mean, you know, I mean, he still has like, how do I explain this? I mean, he still could be guess a the uh, tank. Yeah, he, <laughs> He's yeah like a guess the tank. Yeah, maybe now that Curran's out, maybe he'll play with more energy you know maybe he knows he could be the guys thursday um we'll see i mean i don't know
2: i think i saw i don't know if you guys saw this there was like an opening decker and i think between decker and right and he just stopped i was so i was like why are you stopping run
1: yeah
2: if that was carry on i swear that play would have went like for 20 years there was an opening with it he just stopped i don't know if he like slipped or if he got confused i don't know what he literally just stopped then he got tackled he's,
3: th- he's thinking too much He's so not. I'm... He's not react. Yeah. he's just right now he's thinking too much because I think he knows he's struggling. So I mean, he just gotta. He just gotta run. You know, see the whole one just go through it.
1: Yeah, that's how you earn oopsie doopsie of the week performance like that.
3: Let's talk about that <laughs>
2: pass rush. It's nasty. Khalil Mack.
1: Akeem Hicks. Uh. Hicks. Shit. I mean, they, they got a scary defensive line. Uh, Lloyd or. Uh, what the hell's his name? Leonard, Leonard Floyd. He's been stepping Leonard up the Floyd. last few.
2: Yeah, he has a, he's a, I mean, he was a t- their top pick a couple years ago. He was good. He hasn't like really like, played to his potential yet. But I still like him. He's a good player.
1: He struggled a lot in the beginning of the year, but he's last few weeks been stepping up for Chicago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's been good. I mean, when you have mad cops today, you, you better step up. Shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what else? We got fan questions today.
2: Um, I actually want to talk about one more thing. So, like, the old line last week, right, we saw, like, the adjustments they made. They got rid of the ball really quick, and they stuck to the run game. They actually threw a lot of stuff at, uh, at Carolina's defense. They, would, they didn't even, like, were ready for it. So, I think this week we're probably going to throw some things that Chicago hasn't seen at all from us. And I actually think we'll win this game. I don't know.
1: Like, uh, I got a question for you guys. What does the Lions have to do for you guys? I don't know if you guys have, yet. but what does the Lions? Ha- what do the Lions have to do for you to buy back into this season and maybe be convinced?
2: And when or like play competitive versus LA? They it was really games. Even if they lose, if it's like a super close game, I'm back on. If they like get smoked,
1: I'm like, oh, okay. What about for you, Malcolm? Um,
3: I mean. Just like what he said, man, just a competitive game, bro. I mean, I... to be honest, as long as you're in the game, I think we have a chance.
1: Okay. Okay, uh, you want to do predictions? Um, yeah, sure.
2: Uh, let's start
1: with you, Tyler. All right. My predictions. Oh, by the way, I want to mention the stats for the predictions. I am undefeated with the 2-0 and <laughs> predictions. Uh, Malcolm, what are you? I am O N two. Is that a big do say? I hear. <laughs> uh, Oops, he, I believe. He his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Pierre's one and one. He got the last week right. Um, this week, uh, no Marvin Jones, no on Johnson. I don't know. You know what? I said it a few like last week. Thanksgiving, the lines like to show up. Um, you know, it's usually a good crowd. I'll give the Lions a win. Like I said, it's going to be a close competitive game. I have this game going to overtime, the first overtime game for the Lions this year. Um, we'll go 17-14 Detroit.
2: You have a similar prediction than I do, but I'll talk about mine. Malcolm, you go.
3: All right. Um, I'm 0-2, so I guess I am going to go on the winning side this week, <laughs> I'm picking the Lions to win. We're screwed.
1: We're screwed. We're not. Never mind catching my predictions. I'm
3: um, picking the Lions to win. I think the big thing that made me, you know, change my mind was, you know, Mitch Trubisky kind of possibly not playing. If he doesn't play, you know, I think we definitely have a chance. Um, I was kind of shaky because Carry On's not playing. But, yeah, I have the Lions winning, let's just say, 24 twenty four seventeen.
2: Okay. All right. I'll go with mine. Let's um, think about it. So, Chicago played a Sunday night football game we played during the day. Chicago has to fly here. Chicago has an injury to their quarterback right throwing shoulder, right? Yes. And then Detroit, they don't have to fly. They're already home. Probably without Marvin and on Johnson. I think we have some wrinkles. I got Detroit winning 17-13. I think close to mine. Thing. A lot of defense.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a heavy defense game. Um especially with Trubisky, even if he does play, it won't be a hundred percent probably. Um so I, I do and Chicago's defense is really good. Um and with the you know, banged up Mitchell Trubisky if he does play, you know, I expect our defense with their just layout there I expect it to be a lot better than when we last played Chicago and um you know the defense just it just looks better with, the, with Darius Slay out there. So, we're, you know, like I think it'll be a low-scoring game just because I think both defense will play well.
2: Cool. Uh, all right, All
1: right. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to Episode 3 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thanks again for watching Episode 2 and Episode 1. All the support has been great. I appreciate it. I'm assuming you guys appreciate it. I mean, why won't you guys appreciate it? <laughs> uh, good win versus Carolina. I'm happy to finally come on here and talk about a win and not just talk about all the negatives about fire, Jim Bob Cooter, Stafford's. You know, you know, we didn't have to talk about bad about Stafford this week. You know, it was a nice week. Talk about football. Um, hope you guys all have a happy Thanksgiving. You know, eat a lot of food. Hopefully you guys see a Lions win. Uh, I don't know. Colt McCoy has a good day i don't know <laughs> all right all right uh that's been it for the pride podcast thank you guys see y'all all right guys peace out have a
4: good one everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in